Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another production of the 4i Radio Network at 4iradio.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. There was one in Lexington asking the TurboCast if what they like that name Japanese or the and they they didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. I did not hear one word you just said. Don't do yeah. It. yeah, Eric, you just went Megatron on us. Eric? You hear me now? Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? There we go. Yes. Yes. What do you mean, kind of? What's going on? <laughs> You're okay now, but like yeah. your whole explanation about what happened at Lexington was just intermittent <laughs> robot noises. It was exactly that. <laughs> More than meets the eye. Uh, <laughs> Eric Berry disguised. No. <laughs> um, saying at Lexington, there was this one asked the TurboCast whether they liked the, the Japanese robot name. Like, he literally said the robot version of the name. Oh. Or, or the Turbo Makers. <laughs> they had no. Idea. Why do you even do that? <laughs> wow. It was one of those things I literally had to cut from our coverage of Lexington. Because oh I was God. like, you might even have to cut that story because, again, you were just lagging out when you were trying to tell Are you story. F- kidding me? <laughs> uh, what the f? It's uh, like as soon as you start telling that story, it just. Like- does yeah. not want to let you tell us. No, it does not want to let you tell that story at Lexington at all. Oh, doing the robot thing. What in the world is What's going happening? on? And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Come on, this. Today on the Power Hour, episode forty-eight: Rangers hiatus headache. Recorded on July 29th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. Well, we have a new sponsor today. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ranger command ph there are over 150,000 tiles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player go to audibletrial.com slash ranger command ph huge thank you to audible for sponsoring this podcast yay (laughs) books are fun books and fundamental (laughs) reading is fundamental but these are audiobooks you can listen with your ears right this This is is reading a book for the busy person yeah, there you go, for the busy person. Yeah, you can't read on your morning commute because you can't read and drive, or you can't read on a train, which is moving. You listen to a book, it's fine, yeah. it's the same thing. Or at least you shouldn't read and drive. <laughs> I, should. I just pictured, like, AP's got her knees on the steering wheel with a book on her lap, like, looking down as she's driving. Turning the page. <laughs> well, how are you guys doing? Good. 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 
surprisingly good. You guys enjoyed our last episode with the G-Fest? Yeah, it was a ton of fun. All right, we've actually got some news. We've got quite a bit of news. Breaking news. Well, it's not breaking. (laughs) (laughs) It broke sometime this week. It it, it, it did. Hey, we get new Diner Charge episode descriptions. Yay! This is all found by... Iori Jericho on Ranger Crew. Hmm. So we actually get a new description for episode 10, which is the Royal Rangers. And that's the episode after Dino Charge comes back. Tyler and Shelby pose as the prince and princess to discover the gold energem among the exhibits that the country of Xandar gave as a loan. Fury tries to bring down a trap to regain control of the Terrazord. Hmm. Interesting that there's a new country of Xandar, which, if you're a fan of the Sentai of uh, Kyoruger, you would know that Gold's weapon is named Xandar Thunder, and it's written on the side of his sword. When people were posting about this earlier this week on the forums, I saw somebody go... Chip, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> it is true, because that's it's true. That's a great way to incorporate the Sentai footage without worrying about having a nonsense word in there. Exactly. It's the type of thing that Chip did in the second half of RPM when he assigned an acronym to the Go Onger van. Yeah. If you guys remember that. That was absolutely hilarious. So it's great. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. And as opposed to something in Super Mega Force, I remember a blaring example was when they had the Mach Falcon Zord. Mm -hmm. And on the side of the tires, even though it was a new visual effects shot, it said Super Sentai on (laughs) the tires. And it's like, really? This is a complete new VFX shot that you guys did. You didn't bother to like... (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, having him write it as the country of gold's origin is really cool. Mm -hmm. On to the totally new episode descriptions. Episode 11, and the next three, all these titles are unconfirmed. There's no titles, we just have the descriptions. So episode 11, Koda and the Rangers battle to save an arrogant prince and the gold energem. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Episode 12, the Rangers must demonstrate their value to persuade their latest ally, the Gold Ranger, but they but find they do not have the willpower to do so when one of Sledge's monsters steals their courage. And then episode 13, a fun rivalry between Tyler and Ivan becomes a problem when it interferes with the efforts of the Rangers to find and defuse a bomb planted by one of Sledge's monsters. So we have a ton of fun episodes to look forward to when the show comes back. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> we just, just one more month, guys. Month. Like, just one more month. We can make it. Come on. We're almost there. Related note, though, it might just be the description just for kicks or whatever, but find it interesting that the episode 11 description says Coda and the Rangers. Like, is it going to be a focus episode for him? It may very well be. I'm all for more Coda focus episodes. Yeah. Yeah, our listeners will have to wait even less. But the reason why we are getting these descriptions so early is because the user that posted it, Iori Jericho, he's actually in a Latin American country. Our next piece of news, Land America is now going to be four episodes ahead of the U.S. airings. They will be airing episode 10 on the 10th of August, 
Episode 11 will be released on the 17th of August. 12 will be released on the 24th of August. And episode 13 will be released the 31st of August. Because of Mar Vista's or whoever's handling the international distribution, this was the same problem we've had for the last few years. And we talked about this last year about international airings. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's back. So now Land America is going to be four episodes ahead of us until the end of the season. Well, so if um, you don't like spoilers, stay away from the internet. Stay away from <laughs> the internet. I did see on Twitter earlier, I don't know if you guys saw this or if I'm misinterpreting it, but I think that someone said that they are going to, there's some sort of English audio airing that's going to come with these. Oh, wonderful. So they might yeah. be posting them all online anyway. Like, with an English Yeah, I saw audio. somebody mention something to the effect of, like, he's going to try to rip the audio, the English audio, and sync it up to the footage and put them out online. Yeah. So I hope that happens. <laughs> if that happens, if someone successfully encodes the English to it, I don't give a crap. I will be watching these early. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's not my fault that Nickelodeon sucks. <laughs> and it's not my fault that, that Saban can't get a hold of their international airing people. Like we said before, I think if this is made for an American audience and we're the biggest audience of Power Rangers, we should get it first. I just think we should get it first. And it's great that other countries are getting it, but if they're broadcasting it with the English audio, then it's like, come on, really? Like, why can't we get it? That's a rant that we've already done. Yeah. Yeah. Our next piece of news, do we have a Gold Ranger fake-out? For a while, fans have speculated that actor Davey Santos was the Gold Ranger. There was tweets of him that he's posted that he was in New Zealand. His description on Twitter is like, oh, filming a major American production in New Zealand. So all that kind of stuff. Like He even posted one picture of the infamous quarry that Power Rangers always films at in New Zealand. So there was many nods that he might be the Gold Ranger. Well, another actor, Chris Redmore, he posted a tweet, which was actually just linked to his Instagram account, that said, going for gold, hashtag gold dino charge ranger, hashtag gold ranger, hashtag training. And it's really like a picture of him shooting bows and arrows, which I haven't seen all of Kiruger, but does Kiru Gold ever have like a arrow type weapon? A longbow like that, no. But his changer does act as a wrist-mounted crossbow laser. Okay, then. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, none of this is confirmed. Is this a complete misdirect for the fandom? What do you guys think? Honestly, this could be a wonderful fake-out. And by wonderful, I mean terrible. Because <laughs> um, it's so obvious, right? It's like, ooh, hashtag gold dinosaur. Right. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Um, this guy, maybe it's just because of the facial hair in the picture, but he looks a little too older. Okay, but if you look at all of his other pictures on Instagram, I'm not going to lie. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah. He's got his crap together. Someone, I don't remember who it was or where I saw it at, but they did a comparison shot of his abs and the abs from a picture that I think... Are you kidding me? I think Yoshi might have posted it. Yeah, Yoshi when there was it. like four of them. 
Yeah. And the abs with no head on it. And they compared those abs to Chris Redmore's abs. And they're like, oh, they look the same. So, And they're like, oh, Davy Santos isn't this ripped. So I don't know. Hi, AP's dog. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to mute myself real quick. Okay. It's fine. Just bring her on. Just bring her on the show. Yeah. Is Chip Lynn pulling a troll say on us? Uh, he may be the ultimate troll say. I think and, he might be. And I, I think when you're in that position of power, when you're the one with all the answers, mm-hmm. it's so tempting to pull this kind of stunt. Let's say this, even though this is the case. Let's do the, you know, if I were in charge, I would do that all the time. I I would Mm -hmm. love, just so you keep it mixed up, and then that way you can actually surprise people. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy, because Chip Lynn did say at San Diego Comic-Con, he's like, oh, you guys think you know, but you're going to be surprised when you find out. In the world we live in today, it is impossible to avoid spoilers. Absolutely. They are everywhere. Internet is just, it's not a safe place. I got very lucky and managed to avoid most of the spoilers for Batman Arkham Knight. (laughs) But I still caught a pretty big one that kind of made me go, really? Frankly, I'm shocked that we don't know as much about the next Star Wars movie as I thought we would have by now. But not only that, I think we knew who was playing Orion in Super Mega Force. We knew that months and months before. Yeah, we knew that practically after the show premiered almost. It was instantaneous. So the fact that Power Rangers right now is doing such a good job of keeping all that stuff under wraps, it's insane. And usually Nightmare and Morphin K, they're all really good about finding out who's playing who before maybe we're supposed to. But the fact that we don't know who the Gold Ranger is and we've still got a month before airing, that's pretty crazy. So, I don't know. Davy Santos, Chris Redmore, I'm just waiting to see who, who it is. And it looks like we might see sooner rather than later with this Land American airing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, Chiplin, if you are pulling a troll say on the fandom, my head is off to you because <laughs> good job. <laughs> Indeed. Next, we know who will be producing the Power Rangers reboot. Marty Bowen and Wick Godfrey are producing the Power Rangers reboot movie. Bowen and Godfrey previously produced The Maze Runner and its sequel, and Fault in Our Stars, to name a few movies that they did before Power Rangers. This information comes from Nightmare at the Power Scoop and also The Hollywood Reporter. So the duo will join producers John Fell. Thimer, who's executive producer, Brent O'Connor producer, Allison Schirmer producer, she was producer of the Hunger Games, alongside the creator of Power Rangers, Haim Saban, and Brian Castantini, producer of Saban Brand's head of development. So what do you guys think of this development? It's interesting in that we're learning more about the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I think people are really itching to learn more about the in-front-of-the-camera yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think this is good, though. Because if they produce the Maze Runner and the Fault in Our Stars, those are some pretty huge, popular, teen cast, or at least teen character-oriented mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. within the past couple of years. So if they're involved in this, I think it means good things for this movie. Yeah, and especially with Alison Shermer, the producer from The Hunger Games. Hunger Games is a massive franchise. 
Yeah. No, no like, question. Bringing some of those sensibilities into Power Rangers would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing in that Hollywood Reporter interview, they asked, why did you sign on to produce the Power Rangers reboot? And Bowen said, uh, when I was very young, I lived in Japan for three years. It was at a time when there were probably four stations. All you could watch were Japanese language shows, so I started to fall in love with Japanese superheroes. When I moved down to Los Angeles in the early 90s, I nostalgically watched the Power Rangers, and it would put a smile on my face. Now I watch it with my three-year-olds. Some of these stories are wonderful, and it's exciting trying to update it for a modern audience. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. cool. That's good. Power Morphicon. Tickets are on sale now. Since you're listening to this on the 8th, they'll been out for a week, which probably means Platinum is probably all sold out because that sold out like the day of for 2014. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we're all going to Morphicon. I plan on being there. I plan um, on being there. AP fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> We will all be at Paramorphicon, hopefully, and we're going to have a fun time. By this time next year, we'll be in our third year, which is insane. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But you can get all of your Paramorphicon goodness at officialpowermorphicon.com. They have yet to announce any guests, but if it's anything like last year... All right, before we get into our main topic, I guess, um, well, our title of the episode is Hiatus Headache. So I thought it might be a good idea, since we're still in this hiatus, I put the question out there. I'm like, hey, what gives you a headache in the Power Rangers fandom, kind of playing off the whole uh, Rita Repulsa thing? And we got a metric crap ton of responses. (laughs) Yeah. People were ready to sound off. I think we did a little therapy. Like people got some stuff out there and I'm like, okay, you done? Okay. Can we move on now? (laughs) So, so that's majorly what we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, we did get some questions from Ranger Nation on our Ask FM account. You go to Ask FM slash Ranger Command PH and just ask us a question. So this one has been sitting in our box for at least a month. And it's just we've been busy and we weren't able to get to it. So Mighty number 23399. I'm sorry we didn't get to it till now, but we are answering it right now. So here we go. Do you guys have a thing, whether it be a band, show, movie, game, or book series that you're a big fan of, but have a really hard time getting others to try it? Mm. Power Rangers. Yeah, like that's the obvious. <laughs> Like, I, I almost hate to say Power Rangers because it's it's so obvious, but uh, yeah, I've managed to have some success. I got my buddy into SPD. He really liked yeah. SPD. But other than that, yeah, Power Rangers does not really... Because people automatically assume, oh, kids show, so no, yeah. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I'm very thankful that I'm dating someone who is open to it and who absolutely loves Dino Charge. So, go me, but... As they the- say, <laughs> face it, Tiger, you hit the jackpot. <laughs> but really, if you didn't grow up with the show or had some other family member that watched it, it's kind of hard to get new people into a show for those reasons. You know, there's a lot of stigma that just a kid show and... It is, but it's done some cool stuff like RPM, where if you took the spandex out, you got a pretty good post-apocalyptic show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like SPD, if you took the spandex out, you got a pretty cool futuristic cop show. But I think that's the obvious question. Can you guys think of anything other than Power Rangers? 
Southland TV show. You know, it's so hard for you to get others into that. You gave me the DVD. I still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just been sitting there. Wow. And I'm just, sometimes I kind of stare and I'm like, AP gave this to me. I think I should watch it. And I'm just like, oh, look, it's new video game. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. That's okay. But, no, like, a lot of people would just think, oh, it's a cop show. Um, right. It's just another cop show, but it's not. And I know that's kind of stating it simply, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's not like other cop shows. And that's a- what's so great about it. I would say video games in general, I'm apparently the worst at trying to recommend. (laughs) Because last summer, my friends were like, hey, what game should we all play? And I said, well, this game, Watch Dogs, looks really fun. Let's try that. And then Watch Dogs wasn't that great. And then I was like, well, that's okay. Destiny's coming out. Destiny's going to be awesome. Destiny, we can play forever. And (laughs) then Destiny stopped being great. And it's like, I'm two for two with bad recommendations. And it's like, I can't. I'm really excited for the game coming out, No Man's Sky. Uh-huh. It looks insane. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And my friends are like, yeah, but we don't want to get too excited for it because of your track record. <laughs> I'm just That's like, horrible. I'm like, you know what? Fair, fair play. But it's not my fault those games sucked. <laughs> it's true. It's not. And both of those had amazing hype built up for Huge it. Huge hype. I'm even slightly worried about Fallout 4. Now, granted, I know Bethesda's track record, and they right. are not likely to disappoint, so that's why I went whole hog and got the Pip-Boy edition, but oh, still. Oh, me too. Me too. Dude, Sweet. that is going to be so fun. I can't wait. Sweet Pip-Boy edition. I am totally going to make a Vault Dweller cosplay. I might have to join you. We should <laughs> cosplay Vault Dwellers at Power Morphicon. Vault Dweller Rangers. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to be a total jerk at Power Morphicon and cosplay as a canary from Arrow. Yes. Right, with a Power Ranger mask on. <laughs> <laughs> then you would really, you would be like the yellow canary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Which is what canaries typically are. <laughs> oh, and that's like what her Arabic name is or something. So it's all cool, you know? Go for it. Do it. I found that a de- awesome. I found a decent looking cheap costume on eBay, and I heard that it's not actually that bad quality. So nice. I might go for it. One of the recent ones I thought about doing was Professor Pig from Arkham Knight. Eric knows what I'm talking about. Oh, dude, that would be insane. That guy was awesomely creepy. Yeah, you can pull off creepy well. You did that whatever that wrestler goat. Oh, Barry Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really play it up. <laughs> I love to act. What can I say? Let's answer a couple more questions. Josh Moore said, any chance y'all will do a Wayward Pines postmortem? Winky face. No. 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 What is, what is I don't Wayward even want to Pines? think about it. What is that? It is a TV show based off a highly popular book series. Okay. And it had an amazing start because it was like a 10 episode series. I would say it had a fantastic nine episodes, but that finale pissed me the hell off. (laughs) Big time. It ended on a huge cliffhanger that no one knows if they're actually going to resolve. Oh, wow. Technically, it wasn't supposed to go past 10 episodes because it's Mm -hmm. just supposed to stick to the book series. Mm-hmm. But it's also gotten like really like decent ratings. It's pretty popular online, and 
with fans and with critics and stuff. Oh, yeah. So they can always bring it back. But then Fox was like, "Mm, I don't think we're going to do a second season. Depending on where you look, they say maybe we will. And then sometimes they say maybe we won't. And they keep releasing all these press releases like, look how well it's doing in the ratings. (laughs) And I'm like, this doesn't add up. (laughs) It it really, it doesn't add up. And yeah, we're we're not a Wayward Pines podcast, but but yeah. (laughs) No, I'll just say the ending, it did have like a classic Twilight Zone feel. But this wasn't that kind of show mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that ending was just for shock value. I think the producer said, oh, well, we want to leave it up to fan interpretation. And, oh, let your imagination. No. Mm-hmm. F*** that. <laughs> you were telling a story. Finish the story. I want to know what happens. Ugh. Mm. It was a show that happened. I love nine and a half episodes of it. Like more like nine and three quarters, maybe. Josh Moore asked uh, one that's PR related. And he said, if you could cast any role in the new MMPR movie with any actor or actress, what role would you cast and who would fill it? Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Yeah, this is a hard one because there are so many great actors and actresses out there. And if they're going for a young cast, I really don't know young actors. Yeah, that's that's another problem. (laughs) You know what they could do? (laughs) They they could cast that kick girl as the Pink Ranger, and it would totally verify all those like weird Korean (laughs) songs. All those all those K drama stars made up news stories where yes. It's what's her name? Chloe Moretz, I think. Yeah, Chloe Moretz. And she's like, gonna be the Pink Ranger. If they actually cast her, I'm like, it'll be like, God damn it, all those Korean drama stupid fake news articles that were happening yeah, every single stars week. K drama stars and all yeah. this. See, we were right all along. No, you weren't. You <laughs> got lucky. That's not the same as being right. How about just throwing this out there like <laughs> Stephen Amell is Tommy. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, yeah. The, oh, wow. I love You'd Steve be Amell. way too old for that. I, I don't I'm just, care. He's I love a, he said any. He said okay. any. So uh, with any actor. So. You know what? I would like to see a Stephen Amell Green Ranger. And Grant Gustin as Billy. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be so good. Yes, I like all of this. Basically the entire cast of Arrow. <laughs> Can we just get Arrow and Flash? That's, a, that's what this is all about. We're suffering from withdrawals. We need more Arrow and Flash in our lives. Can we have the guy who plays Diggle be the new Zordon? Yes. <laughs> Katie Lotz as a gender-bent Jason. Perfect. Yes. Drop the mic. It's done. <laughs> basically we just want Arrow and Flash to come back super bad <laughs> yeah we basically want them to be Power Rangers at this point that's how bad it is uh, finally Ryder Ranger 335 said would you have liked to see Kilruger suits for dinosaurs 11 through 23 or do you think it would have been too many Rangers I think it would have been way too many Rangers yeah Yes, but I think that would be an amazing fan art project. Yes, that is a good fan art to, project. To design Kyoruger suits based on all of the Zudenchi. If someone could pull that off, that would be pretty awesome. We're going to take a quick break right here and read our mid-roll ad. For you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour... Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
Recently, I listened to a great audiobook, Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. And it's a book about when the moon unexpectedly explodes, humanity has two years to come up with a plan to survive the hard rain, a phenomenon which will render the surface of the earth uninhabitable for 5,000 years. I really love this story. I couldn't get enough of the characters and how they eventually did survive this disaster. Most of the book takes place in low orbit of Earth. It's really cool. I highly recommend it. You can download this book and thousands of others for free. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. Moving on, here's our big topic, our big WTF where we have five pages of show notes. We asked Ranger Nation, what gives you such a headache in the Power Rangers fandom? I did not know that this would be so explosive when I posted this. <laughs> I really didn't. People have a lot to get off their chest. So I think this is a good therapy session to talk it out. But first, I want to ask you guys, what gives you a headache in the Power Rangers fandom? You know I was going to turn this on you. Um, <laughs> I would say rampant, blind following of certain people. Basically, I'm just talking about JDF followers. Well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's their right to like him. It is, but I, they are almost evangelical at this point, and it's terrifying. You get some fans that are on the other side of that, too. But yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, trust me, I've dealt with some people on yeah, the JDF side. All right, uh, AP. <laughs> okay, so fan fiction with pairings that make no goddamn sense. Um, <laughs> fan fiction with like terrible self-insert characters they basically insert characters that are like totally thinly veiled versions of themselves gotcha um and they fall in love with like their favorite ranger it's like really <laughs> but um <laughs> and okay next thing on my list blind adoration of anything pretty much actors seasons anything i'll never understand that mm-hmm People who act like their word is like the word of God because it totally ain't. There's some people who really want to pick a fight with me on Twitter for some reason. I don't like any of those people. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. What else? Um, <laughs> I hate the whole Power Rangers fandom. I hate everybody. Yeah. It, everybody. Seriously, I just hate people who seem to want confrontation in general. Because it's just something we're we're here for the fun of it. I don't want to get in an argument with you over Power over, Rangers. Like, over seriously. Color Spandex Heroes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, calm yourself. That's the whole reason we do this podcast. It's just for fun. Yeah. If I wasn't having fun, I would gladly give up the editing hour. If I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't be doing this. That's the thing. Yeah. And I understand there's people in this fandom and other fandoms that try actively hard to make it not fun for people. Yeah. I've got one more. Okay. And I think one of our Facebook commenters wrote about this too. Basically creepy behavior from people Mm -hmm. towards Mm -hmm. other fans and the actors and such. I don't even have any words for that. Just, just no, stop that. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Everything like that. (laughs) They're human. You're human. Stop acting like a total creepo. You wouldn't want people acting like that towards you. So why would you act like that towards other people? 
But then again, I think some of the people who might be acting that creepy don't realize how creepy they're being. That's the thing. No, I understand that. But then there's some people who probably do. Okay. I don't want to name names because I don't actually know most names, but I've just like seen it in general. Yeah, I've I've seen it at plenty of cons before. Yeah, yeah, and I... I don't doubt that some people are doing that, like being fully aware of it. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go to Twitter. Chris Evans at Chris Evans 17 said fan on fan crime. We all love the franchise in our own way. It should unite us, not divide us. Hashtag sorry for the cliche. And then he said every fight within the fandom and a link to a picture from star Wars three between Anakin and, and, and Obi-Wan, where Obi-Wan said, you're the chosen one. <laughs> and Anakin's like, I hate you. And, <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. No. And, you know, that whole thing. Sometimes, yeah, every fight in this fandom, it, it just it feels off. It's Power Rangers, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> Deadpool Rider at Deadpool underscore Rangers said, um, when people think we're going to get something when it's obvious we won't. Example, Go Busters adaptation season. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) RJ Sills, Uchabro77 at Anime Redneck 96 says, there's so much and so little characters on Twitter. Easy answers. MMPR casuals, JDF fans, and Sentai purists. Second answer. The fact we as a community never agree on it, not even debate, we just go to war over one subject daily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Mike at M. Lundstead, who is, I think, listening to the show live right now. He's one of our awesome Patreon supporters. He said, the Bandai of America versus Bandai of Japan fight. When the fandom necros it back to life, ugh. Also, I don't know if this is a fandom thing, but the people who just go to San Diego Comic-Con or PMC to just get the exclusives to sell for profit. I don't know if there's a lot of that at PMC, (laughs) but San Diego Comic-Con for those exclusives, yeah, it's ridiculous. Those markup prices are insane. Anytime there's a Bandai of America versus... Bandai of Japan fight, I die a little inside because there's so many positives and negatives to both that we could devote a whole show to that. Mm -hmm. Just for example, I think Power Rangers gives us uh, amazing toys that we never get in Sentai. Like, hey, we got an Ammonite Zord and it looks cool. Who ever thought we would get that? Or any of the action figures that we get? I think the five inch line is fantastic for the past couple of years. Bandai of Japan, they make amazing deluxe Megazords, but at the same time, they're going to cost you an arm and a leg. So there's positives and negatives for both. Dia Maru at Red Blue Ranger said Bandai of America versus Bandai of Japan arguments. There you go. Brandon at Omega Ranger Red. Shout out to him for getting me the Graphite Ranger. He found it at his local Walmart and knew I wanted one. Very cool. He says complaints about scalping reasonable in heavy quotations prices and super mega force (laughs) (laughs) yeah super mega force was pretty bad yeah it was tensu epic at sentai nosan said the blind following of a cern overrated fake Uh, we won't go into that 
the second Batgirl at the second Batgirl said Nickelodeon not understanding how seasons are supposed to work. Hashtag is it August 29th yet? Uh, <laughs> uh, freaking hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Dagley at Shukin Shinobi says people are the source of all problems ever. So the people. I love many of you, but so many make me want to rage quit. And Brian runs his very popular YouTube channel, and the amount of just crap he gets on his comments yeah. is enough to drive anyone insane. Again, Mr. Mike at M. Onestead, he said, Personally, I think it's great material when Brian or someone posts screen caps of the WTF moments. <laughs> <laughs> that is always highly entertaining. Sean Carpenter at Snarky Sean said, Sentai purist, quote-unquote, JDF Nation. The MMPR fans wanting only that season and nothing else. There's more, but I'm out of room. <laughs> well, you could have gone to Facebook and posted a whole freaking paragraph about yeah. it. Like, we'll get to in a moment. Oh, we'll get to that, yeah. Rider Ranger 335 at Rider Ranger 335 says, The Power Rangers fandom, but not everyone in it. <laughs> That's just, so, so the whole fandom is his headache. It's the whole fandom, but not all of the fandom. <laughs> Hedgehog writer at Space Kita said the Saban ruins everything thing. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if Saban hadn't come in when Disney was like, and we're done, we wouldn't have Power Rangers right now. There wouldn't be a there. You wouldn't be listening to us right you now. You would not be listening to us right now, exactly. And, but wasn't Saban not as involved during like Samurai Megaforce as he is now? That is correct. Like Saban himself. So yes, thank yeah. you for listening to two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Chris did the interview with Chip Lynn and basically confirmed that Haim is just super involved with the franchise now at least with the daily actual production of the show. In Chris's interview, Chiplin said that he would get a call from Haim Saban when they were filming at least once a week. He's the first one to watch the show before it gets sent out to air. He's heavily involved with the movie, apparently. Haim Saban really cares about this franchise, and we can joke about the whole I want my money thing. And yeah, he, he does want his money, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he still cares about the production of the show, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. the whole like Saban ruining everything, without Saban period, we would not have Power Rangers. We wouldn't even have this fandom to yeah. begin with that's been going on for 23 years. Dave Plavi at Dave Plavi said, the fandom in general, Star Wars fans aren't as particular as Ranger fans. I could disagree with that. <laughs> I, think there are, I know there are truckies out there who are even more particular than Ranger fans. It's just... Yeah. You're always going to have these types of people in any fandom. Mm -hmm. There are people that are going to be super passionate and dedicated to the point of craziness, whether good or bad. Mr. Mike at M. Lindstead again says, but I guess that's a your suffering leads to my entertainment kind of thing. I think that's in regards to what he yeah. said earlier about Brian posting the WTF moments of the fandom. Yeah, and I thought I, I pasted those together, but I guess not. So <laughs> sorry for butchering that one. <laughs> Raz at Razzle1337 said, the obsession with these people, and he 
posted a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers team picture. <laughs> that <in> the comment <laughs> center. <laughs> On one hand, I get it. It was the first. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the best, but uh, it's the first, and that's what launched this whole crazed phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Ken Glenn at the Ken Glenn replied to that and said, as much as I understand it, that is one of my what gives me a, such a headache in the fandom. To be clear, it's wondering why some people obsess over certain seasons in PR or Sentai, MMPR slash Gokaiger shaming, LOL. Johnny Fudge at Sofa underscore Owl underscore says people who aren't open to new ideas in the show and people who won't accept it as a kid's show. Those are valid points. Mm-hmm. Tyler Oakley at Ragnarok Flame said JDF. And people that give Bandai of America slack <laughs> for substandard products and Zord Builder being forced into all toy lines. Solomon D at Sallyman underscore D said Sentai elitists, BOJ elitists, MMPR elitists, and blind devotion to PR actors. Oh, and know-it-alls who always think they know where a PR season is going because they saw the Sentai. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Luke Urley at Undead Number 9, says, People who make fake accounts, spam peeps to follow, and spread fake news and rumors about the franchise. And he posted a picture of the It Grinds My Gears from, from Family, Family Guy. Guy. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking about fake accounts and spam peeps and spread fake news, we're going to get to that at the end of our segment. Oh, fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Morphin Ranger and Morphin underscore Ranger said, the obsession with this guy. And they posted JDF picture. Why am I getting all the JDF? (laughs) (laughs) John at Tyrano John said, Sentai purism and people who say Sentai is dark and mature. Matt George at red underscore buster. No, it, that's a double underscore. Double underscore. Oh, my gosh. Red <laughs> underscore buster. Uh, says, the people still complaining about legendary battle. Time to pick up a new narrative. Yeah, but when something disappoints on such a <laughs> level like the legendary battle, it tends to get talked about forever. Yeah. I'm going to be complaining about the legendary battle like 10 years from now. Like I'll think about it and be like, you know, I'll think about it during the 35th anniversary of this show and be like, God, (laughs) that legendary battle. And the worst part is they hyped it up so much. That was the problem. Yeah. They hyped it up for over a year. Yeah. All of the Rangers. It sucked. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and the extended version was better, Mar- but it marginally. Still but it still wasn't very good. So, yeah. Dark Kabuto H J U at D K underscore zero said, "People who think shows like Common Rider and Ultraman are just another MMPR ripoff." And personally, I'm sick of fans trying to make PR more adult when it never was to begin with. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of annoying that people look at Common Rider Ultraman on glance and say, oh, it's it's Power, that's Power Rangers. But I feel that's more of like a super casual thing that no yeah. one knows about the genre. I think at that point, it's our, I don't want to say job as fans, but it's kind of our job as fans to maybe point those people in the right direction and say, hey, you know, it may look like Power Rangers, but it's actually this kind of a thing. 
Yeah. Instead of shutting down those people completely, maybe expose them to more of the genre, and who knows, they might really like it. I think this next one is a reply to the second half of that from uh, Johnny Fudge at Sofa underscore Al underscore. And he said, most people expect it to age and mature as they have. Well, I also grew up with watching Sesame Street, but I don't expect a dark and gritty version of that. <laughs> and then I, I tweeted at him. I said, I kind of want to see that. That would be <laughs> actually interesting to see. I agree. Yeah. People want the show to grow up with them. We can't expect that as fans because the target audience will always be like the 5 to 11-year-olds. They're the ones buying 95% of these toys to keep the show going in the first place. But that doesn't mean it can still be entertaining for kids and adults. I mean, Dino Charge is proving that beyond a doubt. And Dino Charge doesn't need to be dark to be good. Jeff Alta at Jeff underscore Alta says they're complaining about everything, especially when news pops out. Yeah, the fandom reacts pretty hard to things. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. But <laughs> that's the nature of social media. Jonathan Fu Hao at Fu No Kamioka said a couple things. Fans getting a small bit of info and basing their thoughts on the season with that one piece of info. And two, when fans go to cons and during a Q&A, ask the actor Sentai questions. Not all actors are like Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> and Yoshi, Yoshi is a super fan. He just also happens to be a Power Ranger. That's the complete exception, not the rule. Oh, Ryan Cox at Ryan Cox 20 said the constant it's not the Sentai comments. Another thing that bugs me about the fandom is the Tommy debate that will never, ever end. I don't know exactly what Tommy debate. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, which better color was he? I mean, that. anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, awkward. <laughs> Chris Holmes at 80s Child 90s Teen says, Being a Power Rangers fan, when I'm an at Celtics supporter... At least there is a green and white ranger. I actually had to click that because I don't know sports. Apparently it's a soccer team and their colors are green and white. So I thought it was like the Boston Celtics who are green and white, which is a basketball team. <laughs> uh, well, I, I clicked on that on Twitter and it looked like something else. Hang on. Let me double check on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I don't sports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also don't sports except hockey. It says uh, unofficial news from Scotland's favorite football club, Glasgow, Scotland. Okay, there you go. Yep. It's, it's a football club, but it's not a, <laughs> it is not the Boston Celtics. I didn't even know there was a Boston Celtics. So. They are a basketball team. That's who Larry Bird played for in the 80s and 90s. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but I know that. Oh, good for you. That's a good thing. Power Rangers 20 at 20, your legacy said constant b***ing about Super Mega Force even though it's over and the show is good now. I'm sorry, when Super Mega Force comes up, I'm going to about it. I don't care. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is weird that I got this one. Um, wow, I that was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Power Rangers Media 
at PR underscore media underscore info said people abbreviating Lightspeed Rescue as LSR. It's LR. Lightspeed is one word. Trivial, yes, but still gives me a headache. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. I think a lot of these headaches for some people, this isn't just a headache. This is like a full-blown aneurysm or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Austin Jones at Austin Jones 6 says, people that say MMPR is the best season because it was the original. Eric Sander at Eric underscore Shoeman 87, when fans try to create logic in shows from nonsense... Like it's supposed to be some form of deep art when it's just a kid show. Then again, (laughs) (laughs) I know we do head cannons and that type of stuff. I think whenever you have a show, no matter if it's for kids or not, that has such a long history. Think Doctor Who, think Star Trek, think Stargate or, you know, Power Rangers or or anything like that. There's going to be a certain mythos that develops about it. And you can't help but to make your own theories and analyze it maybe more than you should. For me, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I I think it helps keep the discussion going even when the show isn't around. Yeah. I think in certain cases, though, it is a bad thing. Mr. Change Dragon at Mr. Change Dragon said, Ranger color stereotyping and second-in-command debates. Uh, so when Anand says, what gives me such a headache about this fandom is the amount of scalpers. I understand people want to make a few bucks when they are the first person to find an item, but honestly, charging $60 for a nine ninety nine figure, yeah, scalpers Ugh. are awful. And it sucks, especially in uh, at least the Chicago area when, you know, you've got a big market and also many stores and trying to go to stores, but then you look on eBay at local listings, and you're like, holy sh**, why is this guy selling, like, a Dino Charge Red Ranger for 30 bucks? What the hell does that serve? Uh-huh. You can find it easily in the store. So I, I don't get it. I hate that. That's the thing. There are some people that are willing to spend that money, and I don't know if they just they don't know that it's in their area. The only way to stop scalpers is to stop buying at ridiculous prices like that. I mean, it's it's market-driven. I can understand for rare items, but there's a line that needs to be drawn, especially with basic five-inch figures. And nothing from the past, like, couple years is worth 60 bucks. No, it's really not. We are on Facebook, and we got a lot of reading to do with Facebook, but these are very passionate listeners that uh, really wanted to express their viewpoints, and we really appreciate them taking the time to write these posts. So the first one is John Shearer. He said, people not respecting each other's thoughts and opinions. Fanboys, I understand that someone may have a strong preference toward a certain character or actor, But it doesn't mean everyone has to have the same beliefs or feelings. It's cool to be really into ASJ, Johnny and Bosch, Jason Font, Karen Ashley, JDF, or whoever else you're into. Just be respectful that people may not be into the one you like as much as you do or not at all. Do I think the Green Ranger is so bad he wins down in every proposed battle? Of course not. But there are some people who believe that. Not saying you're wrong, it's just not what I believe. 
if I can respect that you believe in what you say, please respect what I believe too. I'm not trying to change your mind or anyone else's for that matter. I'm just saying what I believe is all. I just kind of want to break away and, and just applaud him for that. Because, yeah. because John's right. Just because I may not like a certain actor doesn't mean I'm going to talk about him. I just don't want to deal with that. But at the same time, you can't force your liking of him onto me. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what someone says or does to say, oh, but hey, but hey, he does this, he does this. Well, my opinion's already decided. And it's very hard to change people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as fans, it's it's not really ours to force other people to think what we're thinking. Then he also goes on to PR versus Sentai. He says, I love both. I don't understand why you have to choose one or the other. Yes, Sentai is where PR footage, costumes, and general story ideas come from. However, I do think Power Rangers does improve on some things from time to time. Do I love the more mature feel to Sentai? Yes. But would I have felt it the same way as a kid? Probably not. Do I love PR? Yeah, it's what I watched for 20-plus years. Up until a few years ago, I didn't watch Sentai, even though I knew it was out there. But it's nice to see a difference in story and characters between the two. I mean, I do like MMPR better than Zoo Ranger. Yeah, not because I was there from the beginning with MMPR. Just I like how the story, or lack thereof, is with it. That season, I prefer the Monster of the Week rather than the overarching story of why Bandora was so mad in the Sentai. Doesn't mean I think Zoo Ranger is bad. Actually, I think it's great. It's just not my personal taste in story development. Now, Operation Overdrive and Super Mega Force suck, in my opinion, compared to other PR seasons, let alone Bokanger and Gokaiger. The Sentai had a much better story and characters for each season. Then you get into some like Turbo slash Car Ranger, which a lot of people dislike Turbo. I like it, and Car Ranger, as they were both silly, over-the-top seasons. In Power Rangers, it was a nice departure, because the previous two seasons, the comedy-slash-silliness was sort of lacking. Yeah, Turbo went way over the top, but they kind of had to with the Sentai footage. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you look at it from a comedic standpoint, it's a great season. Then you have SPD-slash-Decoranger, which are both outstanding seasons, Both are written well. They have good characters and development of the characters and story. I view those two basically mirror images of each other. The bottom line is please be respectful to other people's thoughts and beliefs. Not saying you have to convert to them, but have an open mind and you just might have someone be more open to your thoughts and beliefs as well. Outstanding. Yes. Yeah. Very well said. Bravo. Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) That, I think, is a point that often gets lost in translation, is respect. I don't care. You could be the biggest JDF fan in the world, but if you're cool with me liking Austin St. John, and, you know, we can hold a decent conversation without arguing or pointing fingers, then I'm going to be okay with you. I don't care if you like Jason David Frank. Just show me some respect, and I'll show you the same respect in return. It's as simple Mm -hmm. as that. You don't have to agree. You just have to respect each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Vince Ariola said, one, MMPR or nothing mentality. 
it's not fair to those who also helped kept a franchise going for years and to discredit them is insulting. Many seasons made improvement and felt better overall, but people refused to acknowledge them. I've had friends who say, oh, they were the best. I ask if they've seen any others and they say, why should I? The originals did it better. I suppose it is the fear of stepping on their childhood and the great memories. I've seen parents with their kids who get excited at local cons when newer season actors appear and will not go say hello because they tell their kid their season sucked. It's just the parents refusing to move on and accept kids all around the world like other seasons. Number two, hate towards fans that do not worship particular rangers. Certain actors have ambassadors that attack those who have differing opinions. I feel it's wrong, and they set a bad example for what the message they're trying to represent. It's cool that they like a particular actor, but there is no need to go after people personally. I've seen some of said particular ambassadors continue to go after others and be rude. Besides, if they want to do something that is a little more than a glorified discount card, it's their choice. My apologies, I might have eaten a hater tot or two on this one. Wink emoticon. <laughs> I don't know why it posted that, the emoticon. Um, yeah, anyways, Vince, I think it's very well said. Yes. Um, especially the MMPR or nothing mentality. The point he said that, you know, he supposes it's the fear of, of stepping on their childhood and the great memories. I can tell you, I grew up with MMPR. My love for Dino Charge is not stepping of my love of MMPR when I was a kid or how excited I felt when I got the Thunder Megazord for Christmas. Your memories aren't going to change because you watch a newer season. Yeah. Like, I just I don't get that mentality of this is going to ruin my childhood. No, your childhood is still there and will be forever in your memories if you hold on to it. Just, ah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I've never understood that. And also what Vince said, seeing parents with their kids and newer seasons appear and, and the parents are telling their kids that that season sucked. How dare you? This is a show for kids. Don't impose your original love for the show and current hate for the newer seasons. Don't put that on a child. Let them discover the show for themselves. I just feel like it's so wrong. Like if the kids, they won't let their kids go say hello to these newer actors. Like, even though the kids are excited for it, just because no. the parents think that the season that was act that actor in sucked. Don't crush your kids' dreams. Yeah, exactly. This is the new problem that we're facing within the fandom is because the original children who grew up on the show and were the original fan base are now at that age where they're having kids or they have kids for a few years. I've known people that watch the show as a kid, but their kid loves samurai. Well, they're not getting over their kids' dreams about meeting the samurai actors, even though their opinion might be that samurai sucked. Like, if your kid loves, loves it, go for it. If you're at a convention, just have fun with the actors. Just don't put your dislike for something onto your kids. I, I think that's un really unfair. And it's usually not the actor's fault anyway. Mm -hmm. Ashton James Brown says, I find Sentai purists to be somewhat irksome. The incessant, often arbitrary, criticism leveled at many a PR season when comparing it to its corresponding Sentai gets old fast. In addition to this, fanboys who feel that cultural or feminist critique of certain problematic elements within Toku is tantamount to outright criticism of the show as a whole annoy me. 
Discourse about the tropes, even the problematic ones, found within media and pop culture is important. Fanboys being overly hostile to those who have viewpoints incompatible with their own is counterproductive. Just my two cents concerning what irks me about this fandom. That was very well worded. Yeah. I agree. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Joshua Aaron Moore said, what bothers me the most, there aren't a lot of hateful, spiteful, unintelligible, petty, hostile people in the community, but it seems like those that exist are loud and influential. Do one thing to irk people and you're on their bad list for life. It's childish and reflects poorly on our entire fandom. Amen to that. Yeah, no kidding. Two, when people ask cringeworthy questions at convention panels, what constitutes cringeworthy varies from cast to cast and panel to panel. After darks have more leeway than 9 a.m. panels, for example. It just makes the whole room feel awkward and puts the actors in a tough spot. And I've been in person (laughs) during some of those, and it completely disrails the flow of the panel. Mm -hmm. It really does. I think the worst ones is when people ask the actors about seasons that they're not in. Yeah, as if the actors had time to even watch those other seasons. Right. Like, come on. Or asking, hey, Jason David Frank, what do you think of Samurai? He doesn't know or care. Right. Or those Sentai questions. Oh, yeah, or the Sentai questions. So I was at Lexington, and the TurboCast, they were taking fan questions, and one fan was literally rattling off the name of the Japanese Megazord, it was like asking them if that one was better or the U.S. version. And they had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. Especially because the Zord that appeared in Turbo was in the second half of the show. And this was the first half cast. So <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Sutherland and Nakia Barice, and they, this guy was naming a, a, a Megazord that was in the second half of their season that they weren't even on. Yeah. So it's like, oh my god, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I swear, if that happens at PowerMorphicon and when I'm in a panel, I'm going to literally throw my arms up and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> and you do it with, like, the yellow light speed. Yeah. <laughs> I, so people just I, see this li- yellow light speed ranger just go, I rip and it, walk just out. throw it and just stomp out the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is classic. Okay. Carrie Clan said, some of the issues with specifically the fandom don't bother me. Fandoms disagree with themselves, that's just a fact. Especially when there are multiple generations involved for some reason. My headaches come more from the wacky toy distribution and Nickelodeon's seeming lack of faith in the series. Yes, Nick has kept it going for a while, but it's certainly a shadow of its former self when looking at the amount of content contained in one season. I like to think of it like this. The about 50 episodes per season format is like Schwarzenegger back in his bodybuilding days. <laughs> the about 20 episodes per season format is like Schwarzenegger now. <laughs> I do have to agree with Carrie on the multiple generations involved in a particular fandom. Star Trek is a perfect example of that. There are many Trekkies that you know, have watched it when it was first on in the 60s, you know, 50 years ago. And a lot of them like to think that they're like 
the gods of the Star Trek fandom. You know, it's like, well, I've, I've been watching it from the beginning. Blah, blah. And like, you get a lot of that, especially when Enterprise aired. And apologies for non truckies out there, but there were older truckies that were like, oh, Enterprise is blah, it's the death of the franchise and it's so horrible. And blah. Even when the show was arguably one of the best seasons of the show ever, they were still like, oh, this is crap. It sucks. So. I think his point is right on with with multiple generational fandoms. Mm -hmm. And that's what Power Rangers is becoming. Yeah. So we've got that to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Ken Glenn says, Most of the people in the comments section on the Power Rangers Facebook and JDF cultists. All right, not much more to say about that. (laughs) Pretty much. Now we have, I think finally, we've got Megan Magnus. And I've met her at a couple of, of these conventions. Some of you may have seen her. She's cosplayed as Geki from Zoo Ranger in the red suit. I saw her at G-Fest. So here's what she had to say. The first is the rampant amount of image-slash-art theft within the PR-slash-toku community. People almost never post fan art or cosplay photos with the proper credits to the artist or cosplayer or photographer, thinking that they can just do whatever they want with it simply because it's on the internet. This is a big problem I've noticed on Tumblr especially, and especially with Japanese fan art that came from sites like Pixiv that explicitly say one must ask for permission from the artist first before posting elsewhere. And of course, people will also steal others' images of merchandise and such, either claiming them as their own or not bothering to credit anyone, sometimes even going out of their way to remove watermarks that would otherwise incriminate them. The second is the vast amount of creepy behavior I've seen from fans both online and at conventions towards women, and even towards public figures. There are way too many people in this fandom who don't seem to understand personal boundaries, which may or not, which may or may not be because they're autistic, as the PR Toku fandom boasts a huge number of autistic fans. And no one is addressing this the way it should. Just look at the PMC5 thread on Ranger Board right now, and you'll see some people's stories about being creeped on at PMC4, and the appalling response that this was somehow new to the convention runners. As a woman who had her own experience with creepers in the fandom, although mostly online, the response is worrying. Additionally, look at some of the things people do right here on Facebook or other social media to get the attention of or suck up to PR slash Sentai cast members. It's not always creepy in nature, but these fans seem to forget that these people are thinking, feeling human beings just like the rest of us, and they don't owe us anything, especially not attention. Being friends here with three of the Zoo Ranger cast members, I end up seeing this on my feed a lot, and I don't know how they put up with it. Overall, the PR slash Toku fandom suffers from a colossal sense of entitlement and something seriously needs to be done about it before someone is seriously harmed financially, emotionally, or physically. Yes. Someone replied to that with their own story. It, it uh, happened like literally about five minutes ago. Let's read this one. This is in response to Megan's comment. This is from Mandy Lennon on Facebook. She said, I am Blue Shadow from Ranger Board. You read what I wrote about the Creepers, but I didn't bother replying after he said he had no idea about it because I know the staff knew. I talked to the staff and told them about it after PMC3. 
They must have known other girls have been creeped on because it's not a new thing. I'm hoping nothing happens next year because I don't want to be forced to use physical violence to keep someone off me or to have to threaten it. It's not fun. I also shouldn't have to have my friends step in and drive people away from me because they just keep coming even after being told to leave me alone and to go away. I get some of these people have issues, but still. I also agree with your first point as well. I used to draw a lot of fan art, and I make custom figures sometimes as well, and I see my stuff everywhere. I don't mind when people link back to my DeviantArt or give me credit by writing my online name with it, but far too many times I find people claiming my art is theirs. I've even seen people stealing a friend of mine's collection pictures and posting it as their own. I'm not too bothered about it now, but in the past it bothered me a lot. Yeah, I think these are really huge issues. And now we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so <laughs> the reason we kind of pose this whole what causes you a headache is we're going to be experimenting with a new segment. Like Rita, she gets her headaches being bothered. These might be things that bother us either in the show or in the fandom in general or whatever. And it's going to be kind of like a sounding board for any of us to talk about these issues. If any of our listeners listen to the Starfleet Escape podcast, the other podcast I co-host on the 4-Eyed Radio Network, you know on that show we do a what puts my quantum state into flux. So it's kind of like a what grinds my gears. <laughs> This week, I want to talk about misinformation in the fandom and image stealers. So lately, I've had a couple interactions on Instagram that I want to talk about. First, there's this account on Instagram called MMPR Fans. And over the course of three days, they gathered about almost 3,000 followers, and they were posting pictures, really badly edited pictures, of fake Paramorphicon guest announcements, and posting pictures of Go Busters or Ninja, and claiming that they were the newest season after Dino Supercharge. <laughs> and super fake PMC guest announcements, like, oh, the entire cast of Ninja Storm! Which, up until Paramorphicon 4, the only Ninja Storm actor appear was George Vargas, who played Blake. <laughs> and he was the only one from that cast last year. And they also posted that Amy Jo Johnson was coming to PMC 5. And just all this fake crap. I did learn today, I've been browsing on this, <laughs> that first they locked their account and deleted everything. But now they're posting again. And it's just, it's super weird. It really irks me because I don't care the amount of followers they have. If they want 2,000 gullible people that are digging everything that they say, but that's, that's the problem. They're spreading misinformation that's completely not true or, or based on any reality. You see people in the comments of these like, oh my God, that's so cool. I can't wait. Oh, wow. Is this really true? Oh, I can't believe that's happening. Well, yeah, don't believe it because it's not true. <laughs> yeah, bottom line, if you do that and you get someone someone's hopes up like that, you're a dick. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I mean, any of this misinformation to casual fans, false rumors lead to disappointment, and you're giving people's hopes up. There might be someone who genuinely wants to go to Power Morphicon 5 and meet Amy Joe Johnson. 
But the fact is, it's not happening. They haven't even announced any guests yet, officially. It's bullcrap. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. People believe this because they're too lazy to do the research themselves. It's not my job to police the Power Rangers fandom. If people want true information... So some tips, just to all of our listeners out there. And I know we have a lot of listeners that don't follow us on Twitter and, and Facebook just based on our numbers. So as a general tip, here you go. Any new information about new toys or the next season of the show, for the past many years, this information usually comes out at the same time every year. Toy Fair in February, Licensing Expo in June, San Diego Comic-Con in July, Palomorphicon every other August. New Common Rider announcements are announced usually every June and July when the newer series is about to end. And new Sentai series announcements are usually in December when they still got two months in the show and it premieres in February. These events happen like clockwork every single year. And that's where we get our information from. Mm -hmm. So it's no surprise, and it shouldn't be a surprise at this point, if you've been a fan for this show long enough, you know this. You have to know this. Also, official press releases. Count on those. From Saban Brands, who releases it through the Power Force and media outlets and news sites on official accounts. If you want the skinny on what's going down, usually the Power Rangers official accounts are going to be the first to tweet about it. Like, hey guys, whoa, look for Dino Supercharge next year. And they did that last month. And they released a, a press release that went everywhere. And it pretty much hit all the Power Force members. If something is going to be true, it's going to be disseminated from a reliable source. Don't go to some random Instagram user's account just because they have 2,000 followers because half of that might be paid. (laughs) That's kind of what gave me a headache this month. No, it's understandable. Uh, So I do not fault you for it at all. The other one, I'm going to call out another Instagram account, Mighty Morphin Power Angers, because they didn't put two R's on Instagram. And they've got like almost 7,000 people watching them. But they use Google as an excuse to steal images without posting credit. Their description of their profile says, Power Rangers fan, get all my pictures from Google so credit goes to them. We'll try and put as many behind-the-scenes picks up as possible. Tag me in picks. Uh, we had Megan said earlier, this is a huge growing trend on Tumblr and Instagram and all social media. I think people should really support the original artists and, and their artwork by crediting them and linking back to the source. For one, it doesn't take a lot of research to find out who created an image, especially when Google has their own tools, such as search Google for this image. Like you can right-click in Chrome, mm-hmm. any picture, and it's right there. Search Google for this image. Otherwise, I think you're just being lazy. Yeah. Um, as an artist myself, it really pisses me off, especially when my own stuff has been stolen, which was stolen from this guy, too. It's very troubling. I think there's some basic steps you can do to protect yourself if you're an artist or if you're just a fan that wants to post a cool image that you see. Like I said, you can use a reverse image search on Google to find the original artist or poster. You know, it may take you a few minutes, but 
if you take that extra time to do it, I think you're respecting the artist. You're respecting the original creator of the work and you're giving, you're hoping to give them more exposure. Otherwise it might come off that you made it when you really didn't. Mm-hmm. Any original artist should be credited with their works. And, and it's not just our work. There's a lot of toy photographers out there. And if you're stealing their work and say, oh, yep, this is my collection, it's not. And you're straight up lying about it. And that's Don't do that. even weirder. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's just extremely weird. It's very weird. If you're uploading your own creation or picture, definitely place a watermark, either with an image editing program like Photoshop or if you go on your iPhone or, or Google or whatever, there are a lot of watermark apps mm-hmm. I have found. You can definitely watermark all of your own images. My suggestion is just put it straight in the middle of the, the image because there are plenty of people who, like Megan said, will go out of their way to try and remove a watermark to claim the picture as their own. Mm-hmm. And if you find something cool on Instagram, there's plenty of repost apps out there that help give credit to the original poster. Yep. That's it. That's what gives me a headache, or a Rita-sized headache. <laughs> so, Anything else that you guys want to add before we sign off? I think we've pretty much covered everything. I, really, it all boils down to just have respect. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the whole running theme through this episode. <laughs> like, If you're in this fandom, it goes a long way to show some respect to fellow watchers of the show. Mm-hmm. Because really, we're all in this together. And at the end of the day, we're all going to love Dino Charge. And we'll, we'll go on with our happy, nerdy lives. There it is. Ranger Nation, <laughs> let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. Or check us out at rangercommand.com. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 <laughs> I want this hiatus to be yes, over. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and like us on Facebook.com slash RangerCommandPowerHour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. This has been another great presentation of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch more shows at foureyedradio.com.